This is a podcast from Rover. Welcome back into Rex Rural Exchange. Coming up soon, we'll be getting the weather from Richard Green out of Kiwi with AFCO. But right now, uh, we go from Sir Graham Sydney to Nathan Guy, of course, uh, uh, MIA and RPNZ chair, busy man on the farm with our view from the top paddock. Uh, how's things in the uh, in the mighty horror Fenua, Nathan Guy? Oh, pretty good. Morning. Yeah, You're both well. Fighting fit. Enjoying but, your breakfast. Yeah, but 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 <laughs> wet up here, and you know it's been a different world being in Auckland and um, in the greater region too. And we're talking Pukekohe, Waikato, across the Coromandel as well. But yeah, but you you know, are, are, are you, have you got, sort of you a bit dry there, or what have you had? Well, you guys have been hammered. Gosh. Yeah, yeah. I feel for you, having been through a few big flood events. Yes. I yeah. sort of know what it's like. Oh, yeah. Uh, but when it affects personal property, yeah. um, you know, that seems to lift the bar a bit. Yeah, it does. And the cleanup's going to take a fair while. I worry about everyone's insurance premiums now as yes. a result of this event. You know, we've oh, got yes. a bit of a kick up on the back of Christchurch and Kaikoura uh, quakes. And yeah. this has been certainly a significant scale. So, yeah, brace for that one. There'll be an increase coming. In terms of your question, Hamish, we're tracking along pretty well on the yeah. farm. We've had a bit of rain, bit of heat, so we're lucky. Uh, in comparison to east coast of the North Island, pretty wet. Yep. Um, way down <laughs> south, pretty dry. I see a heat wave in Canterbury coming this weekend. So, yeah, it's... Uh, Interesting times, and poor Northland Coromandel just completely smashed with, yeah, you know, weather bombs. Uh, so we live in an interesting country and very interesting times with climate change. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, very vulnerable we are, I think. Is the uh, well, I think it just demonstrates that all of this talk about climate change, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't try and deny it now, surely, would you? <laughs> Even yeah. if you were a very oh, ardent. Oh, I know, but as it, it just shows that you know there's these scientists and people that have been warning us about this for such a long time, and, and it, it is really all coming to fruition. And you've only got to look around the world to see that these extreme events are just becoming more and more uh, common. Yeah, yeah, That's right. And I guess it's all planning. What do we do? How do we cope when one of these big events comes along? Because you're right, they're just turning up more often now. So we. Going to have to get used to it. To live it's with easy it. to talk about, but quite hard to practically on a on a farming system to ready yourself for it because everyone's sort of slightly different. Yes, I agree. Oh, mm. there's a dog wandering through the studio. It, uh, oh. See, <laughs> Sorry, that, that could only happen in Palmerston North, X. You oh, know, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One rainy Friday, you should get Nathan to drive up and do the do the grocery shop and a bit of retail therapy and come into the studio in Palmy, actually. Well, I'd be most welcome to come yeah. into the studio any time yeah, he wants yeah, to come in yeah. here. Because, you know, as the crow flies, it's not too far from the Nua up to Palmy. It's familiar territory right. for you, Nathan, isn't it? Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah. yes, those messy days. Oh, Hamish, not a wee while ago, but it seems oh. like yesterday. A wee while ago. I know, I know. Hey, the red meat sector, including MIA, has uh, delivered its manifesto ahead of the general election, October. The workforce and immigration, two of the big talking points in that. Yes, that's right. We got out nice and early, and it was quite timely because you know Prime Minister Hipkins just got the nod. And uh, we had our manifesto out there and, you know, we've been talking publicly about our wish list. He's got his own wish list, of course. 
new PM and slightly different cabinet lineup. Uh, but ours is really important. And uh, the big ones, you're right, are workforce because we just haven't got enough people in the industry. Not enough halal butchers, 600 million bucks in the yep. last sort of 12 months or so left on the floor. Oh, not enough people. Of course, that flows back in to the farm gate. Immigration settings still pretty tight, and um, that's a challenge. And I guess the other one that's reasonably topical is around climate and environment. So that'd be the big ones that we're keen to see decent policy on for the next government. Mm-hmm. Oh, the big wish list. There's some, <laughs> some fairly hefty ones there, and um, they all do sound like um, things that we need to be talking about in the industry. Six hundred million left yes, on the floor. God, yeah, yeah, that's that's a crying shame, isn't it? Yeah. We're, we're also um, raising the flag on trade and um, biosecurity because they're fundamental to you know getting our products into market. Mm. Of course, we've got the EU and the UK that's sort of working its way uh, through the process. Um, other markets are going to be key. Uh, India is pretty topical amongst primary sector leaders, and uh, I know government's been up there recently and led a small delegation, so I think there's opportunities there. And of course, we're also battling these non-tariff barriers, which are, they become more regular when you live through COVID and more protectionism, so it's just a bit easy for governments to slap on barriers that are costly for our exporters. So that's something that we regularly raise with government to give us a helping hand in certain markets from time to time. Just just to go back to that money left on the floor with the halal butchers, can you just explain for listeners, is that just in lost value because the meat hasn't been slaughtered in that specific way it needs to be to meet those market requirements so we don't get the extra value? Is that how that... Yes, yes, that's, that's some of it. Um, you'll be aware, having been in plants, there's still a lot mm. of labour that's required to break down the carcass. There's been yes. good innovation and research and development with certain pieces of equipment that have taken out uh, basically jobs and improved productivity, but still people are very important. Knife hands are important. Um, I just look at our Alliance Meat Company close to our farm in Levin, Every week they're running ads looking for people to come and help. Alliance, knife hands. Alliance, Alliance. and our and Denny Verk, which is where we send all our stock, yep. are constantly exactly the same, always advertising. Yeah, mm. so just haven't got enough people, and it's not necessarily just the meat industry thing. The horticulture industry, I know, in the dairy industry, still struggling to attract enough people in to milk the cows and work on the farm, and there's not enough pickers, so. You know, this is actually a widespread issue, not even for just the primary sector. If you get into hospitality and, you know, it tends to be a big issue for our country. And if we want to get our debt under control, we've got to grow the economy. So that means we need more people. Mm -hmm. You mentioned trade, Nathan. Uh, You're suggesting perhaps the... The Prime Minister, Chris Hipkins, uh, newly anointed, should lead a business delegation to China this year. Get up and get in uh, right amongst it. Well, I heard that uh, outgoing PM Ardern was going to be leading a business delegation up to China. A very important market for us. And um, they've come through some turbulent times with their economy and 
we've talked about their very tough COVID lockdown processes in the past. That now tends to be waning. They are opening up. They're allowing their people to travel. So I just think it's an important time for us to be up there waving the flag and making sure that you know they're reminded that we're good, honest brokers. And you know, two-way trade for both of us is really important. So I think it's it's got to be a big priority for Prime Minister Hipkins in the next quarter one, quarter two to be leading a crew up there. Mm. Mm. Okay, well, righty ho. Nathan Guy, view from the uh, top paddock. Uh, Saturday today, early hours of tomorrow morning, Calcutta Cup at Twickenham. Go and put all your money on the mighty Scots to give England a pumping. Just thought, you know, if you want to make a lazy dollar or two, New Zealand TAB will have Scotland at ridiculous odds. And New Zealanders, my other message, Nathan, is ignore this competition at your peril in a World Cup year. There you go. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, some words of wisdom and a chance for people to make a dollar as well. Right, Nathan, thank you very much. Nathan Guy, uh, view from the top paddock there uh, from the Hora Whetherwa. Ag weather with AFCO next.